Okay, let's jump in here. We're on Daskafam and Aleph, about halfway down the page. Um, the truth is that the way that these, these couple of mudim work out, like there's these stories towards the end. So that's what we did yesterday. We just kept going in these long stories. The same thing happens today, Zaman. So we'll, we'll see if we stop early or we'll just uh, go all the way through. It says like this. Tana Rabbanan, second uh, medium-sized line. Shloshan Niktiman Lahem Chamah Ba'aburan. There's three people. I mean, the story we just have, Naktiman Ben Gurion. So, uh, uh, Quincy, I, I said to you wrong yesterday. It is, it is Ben Gurion. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so, so that story about the, the sun sort of coming out after it should, it should have. So the, the Brighta tells us there's uh, three people who had the, the sun kind of uh, be kodem, meaning go really it's longer than it should be. Moshe of Yeshua and Naktimon these three people. Bishma Naktimon Gemara. So we understand Naktimon Ben that's the, the Gemara, meaning the story we just had, the tradition we have. Yoshua Nami, corrupted. Kra. There's a positive for Yoshua. You see what it says, Ve'idom Hashemesh Ve'areach Hamav Gomer. That the sun, the sun stood. Okay? Uh, right? So it's like the famous Shemesh Be'givondom. Ela Moshe Minalam. But where do we see a story with Moshe where the sun stops? So Amra Belazar, Atya Achel Achel. Okay? So you, you will, Atya here means we can derive it from the word Achel. Now, the word Achel means like to start, but it's also a little bit strange. We're having like a Gzeira Shavah here. Using Gzeira Shavah is used in Halachic uh, Derivations here is for Agathic purposes. And the Uktiv Hacha here it says, Achel Tate Pachtacha, begin to give over your fear. Uktiv Hatam Achel Godlecha. So the idea is the Achel, when it comes to Moshe, is compared to the Achel by Yehoshua. So I guess that's the idea that if Yehoshua had it happen, so Moshe also. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmini Amar Atta Tate Tate, give, give. I'll begin to give over your fear. The day that Hashem gave over the Amari to Yoshua. Uh, okay, this, uh, I don't know, fine. Rabbi Yochamar Atya Migupe de Grav. Rabbi Yochamar Atya comes from the Pazak itself. Pazak says in Dvarim, Asher Yishmeun, Shimacha, Viragzu, Vichalu, Mipanacha. That they'll listen to your uh, teachings and they will like uh, tremble, uh, or they'll get stirred up and they'll tremble in before you. In my time, Ragzu Vachalumi Panecha. When are they gonna uh, uh, stir up and tremble before you? It's the time that Moshe uh, had the sun stand still. Now that's a little bit of a circular argument. It's sort of like you know, oh, the derivations on the puzzle. The puzzle says nothing about the sun standing still, and yet we just stick it in. Anyway, it's a strange rush. I don't really know what to do with it. Okay. So now we're moving on to the other part of the Mishnah. You have a city that doesn't have uh, rainfall, um, but another, but the adjacent city does. So we'll say like this: Amar Rav Yudah, Marav Ushtehem Lekalav. Rav Yudah says, "Name Marav that both cities are really for Kalav." Meaning, like the original source of this idea, they have one city getting rain, one city not getting rain, is in the source of Kalav. As it says in the pasuk, "In Eicha Haita Yerushalayim Nida Benehem." Yerushalayim was like a Nida, like a menstruating, menstruating woman. But the point is that a Nida was often like cast aside, but you can't really interact so much with Nida because of the, the, the Tuma. So that's what it's saying. Yerushalayim became like this, that's like a cast off place. Amarav Yudah Marav Libracha Kinida. So the one, one way of saying it is that it's like a, a negative thing. But if Rabbi Yudah says Marav, it's actually like a bracha. You can reread that pasuk as a bracha. Kinida, like a nida. What do you mean? Ma nida yesh la heter. After Yerushalayim yesh la takana. So you might say this: like a nida in a certain point of time is tmei'ah and she's off limits. Fine. So that's like a not such a good thing. But the nida also has a sense of optimism, right? The nida 
leads ultimately to uh, a time where she's permitted to be with her husband and things like that. So the same will be true of Yerushalayim. Temporarily, it's going to be a really bad state, but there will be a remedy ultimately. Okay, and we're going to see now agabically many psukim, a bunch from start with Eicha, but we'll keep going, and um, where you can read them negatively, but we're going to have a positive spin. Okay, so that'll be the theme of this uh, the end of the Yomim. Haytaka Almanaz, we said Eicha that Yerushalayim was like a uh, widow. Amar Vidil Lebracha, it's like a bracha ke Almana velo Almana mamash. It's only ke Almana, but not really an Almana. Meaning, she's like a widow, and they said she's home alone, and her husband's not with her, so that's bad. But it's, more, it's not a person whose husband has died, and then she's really alone, and means a person whose husband has traveled far away. So temporarily, she's quote-unquote like an Amunah, but okay, but there's, uh, there's something positive to look forward to. He'll show up, he'll come home, and everything will be fine. Same thing in Yerushalayim. Okay, I will hand you over to be nivzim like uh, like disgraced ushelim and lowly. Also the Okay, but he's saying is like this that you're gonna be sort of like um, looked at in a negative way and like lowly, so people won't think of you as like being so great. He says that's a bracha because it means they won't appoint you to be the head of the river authority or gizirupte is also like a like a local um, uh, authority. Figure. So like you know, there's like uh, you know jobs that no one wants to have. Like who wants to be like on city council? Like most people don't want to have these jobs. It's like it's just a headache. People complain and you get no credit. You know. So like who wants those jobs? So that's good. Sometimes it's good to be like sort of you know on the outs and people don't really like look to you so much. Similarly, God will strike in Israel. Just as the reed uh, uh, waves in the water, okay, like in the river. How so? says that like the wounds of the loved one are faithful, and the kiss of the hated is netarot. Uh, uh, um, how like? Uh, it's, it's, it's more positive. I don't, know, I don't remember the exact translation, but it's, uh, it's something much more positive. So the idea is, Tova klala shekilel achia shiloni et Yisrael yotermi bracha shebrechan bilam harasha. So the idea is that the Pazak is indicating that sometimes, like, you know, the person who loves you uh, hurts you, and the person who hates you can actually do something that's positive. So they're saying that the, the, the klala, the achia shiloni, gave Yisrael is actually better than the bracha you got from bilam harasha, right? So, like, someone, uh, so someone who's with you that gives you a klala, that's really um, a better thing. How so? So Achiyah Shiloni cursed them by comparing them to a reed. Amraham Yisrael Bikasham Yisrael Kashayin of the Kaneh. Right, so you said that Hashem will strike you, Yisrael, just the same way the reed, uh, like uh, you know, like um, let's say, like wiggles, whatever moves in the in the in the river. Ma Kanehze Omeid B'Makom Mayim Vigizomachli Fishar Shad Mirubin. So just as a Kaneh, which stands in a, pla- a watery place, and it's Geza, like it's uh, it's. Um, uh, it shoot, it shoot uh, replaces itself, so that I think that the reed sort of like reconstitutes itself in a certain sense, and its roots are are plentiful. And any winds of the world come and like the wind, you know, blow against it. They can't move the the reed from its place, mostly because of its flexibility, right? Because it just goes and comes with them. So, damemua um, rechot, and then when the winds uh, uh, calm down, amad hakanem bimkomo, then this uh, reed just stands in this place. So it's sort of like it's going to stand all the winds, because it just sort of blows, it has a lot of flexibility, and the wind stops, it's still standing straight. Aval bilam arasha, birchan be'erev. But bilam, the evil bilam, he blessed them uh, with the comparison to a cedar tree. Shnei mar ka'arazim, 
etc. Ma ereze enom bid bimakom mime. So the ere is a cedar tree doesn't stand in the watery place. The inki zomachlif, and its shoots don't replace. The inshore shab murubim, and its roots are not so plentiful. Afilukolor choshav alam no shmopo emizilzutom imkomo. Where you can have all the winds of the world come, they don't move it at all. But kevish and ashvab of ruach dormit, but once you have the southern wind, which is a very, very strong wind, okarto, it uproots it, bahupach tuapam up, and flips it over in its face. Okay, below od, elashizacha kane. Oh, sorry. Okay, so that's that. The idea you see there is that, like, the flexibility of the reed, it's a reed seems much less majestic than the, you know, the cedars of Lebanon. But on the other hand, there's a positive thing about the reed, that because it's so flexible, it can move, it can, it can remain for a very long time. But the cedar, that's very strong for a long time, but once you cut it down, it's done. Okay. But not only that, but the kane, the reed, has the merit that um, uh, we use it as the kulmus, as the uh, pen, to write a Sefer Torah, Nevi'im, and Ketuvim. Okay? So that's an interesting thing. Now, uh, guys, if we could do five more minutes, we'll do the next story. Is that cool? Yeah, it's good story. So on this topic, the Baraita tells the person should always be like soft or flexible like the reed, and don't be strong or stubborn like the cedar. Here's the story. So Rabbi Lazar Shimon is coming from this place called Migdal Gedor, from the house of his Rav. And he's traveling on a donkey. And he's traveling on the, at the, the banks of the river. Okay, and he was really, really happy. And his mind was sort of very, like, he felt very haughty, like, very, like, uh, arrogant, because he had learned a lot of Torah. He just was feeling really, really, like, proud of himself. Okay? So that's the, the context. Uh, that's a good uh, muster for, uh, for yeshiva students. We'll see. So he came across a person who is particularly ugly. Amarlo, this guy says to him, Shalom Alecha Rebbe. He says, Ah, Rebbe, like greetings. And the Rav did not respond to him uh, with greetings. But instead, Amarlo, the, the Rav said to him, Reka, empty one. How ugly is that man? Meaning you. Gets worse. Are all the people of your city as ugly as you? It sounds a little extreme. It's really wild story. So uh, it's a memorable story for this reason. So Amarlo, this is great. And again, this is the greatest comeback in the world. Amarlo in Neodea. Says, I don't know. Go ask the the uh, the craftsman who created me. How ugly is this is this utensil that you made? Right? Go ask God. So once he realized that he had sinned, right, this is, I mean, right, that was a good response. So, he got off the donkey, which I guess maybe we'd say like in, uh, you know, we say in English, get off your high horse. So maybe a little bit of what happened here. He bowed down, he prostrated himself before him. Ah, like I'll, uh, I, I, like I, I can respond to you, like, like uh, forgive me. Like, I realize I, I, I totally realized I said it was wrong. Uh, forgive me. Marlo, Says no, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not forgiving you till you, till you gas God, you know, and tell him, tell him how ugly I am. Anyhow, so he's following him home, basically, or chasing him, basically begging forgiveness. till he gets to his uh, city. Um, Oh, I think I know. I take it back. I think the ugly guy is, is following uh, the Rav until he gets home. So Yatsub ne'i rode lekrato. So the people of the city they don't know anything about this story, right? They just know that this great Rav is coming back home. The Hayu Amrimlo Shalom Alecha Rebbe Rebbe. Uh, sorry, Shalom Alecha Rebbe Rebbe Mori Mori. It's like, oh, greetings to you, Rav Rav. No, our teacher, our teacher. Amar, so Amar Lahem. So this ugly guy says to them, wait a second. The Miyatam Kareem Rebbe Rebbe. Who you calling Rebbe Rebbe? 
This guy who is uh, following you. Oh, I, I, I messed up this right. Okay, so the ugly guy's going home, but they see the, the rab behind him, and so uh, so he gets all confused. So they said, We're calling the, the rab behind you. They, they, he was well known, so we're, we're greeting him. That's a rab. There should be not, not so many like him in Israel. He's horrible. Why, why would you say something like that? They said, this is what happened. He tells a terrible story. Even so, you should forgive him. Because he's a great man in Torah. For you, I'll forgive him. As long as he doesn't do this ever again. Or doesn't normally do this. So immediately, Rabbi Shimon said, he made the following Jerusha, the person should always be flexible like a reed and not harsh like a cedar, meaning like this man was willing to be flexible and willing to forgive me. That's exactly why, symbolically, the kane is what's used for this kumus to write the sefer Torah to the mezuzah because that's an attitude we have to have in Torah to be more flexible and willing to forgive and, uh, and that type of attitude. We'll stop there.